So this summer, we have been unpacking the Bible verse, Micah 6, 8. What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. This is a favorite verse of mine, and it is both simple and yet very powerful. Amy, Star Redwine, introduced our summer sermon series by pointing out the threefold formula of living faithfully as God's people, a formula as relevant today as it was thousands of years ago. These are our three directives. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. This most basic to-do list shows us as followers of Christ how we are to live faithfully as people created by God in the image of God. Doing justice invites us to pursue meaningful work that benefits not just ourselves, but others, especially those subject to oppression or injustice. Loving kindness is all about how we treat others, which means investing in meaningful relationships. And walking humbly with God invites us to think of ourselves as children of God who are no better or worse than those who came before or those who will come after us. Humility is a posture which embraces hope for the future. So today we begin considering loving kindness, how we treat others, how we invest in meaningful relationships. The book of Ruth came to mind as a good text for us to consider meaningful relationships and loving kindness. The three verses that we will look at today from Ruth, they might be familiar to you. They are sometimes read at weddings. Rob and I read these verses at our wedding. But before I read them this morning, I want to, let, I want to share a little bit of background about the book of Ruth. The opening of this book begins with sorrow. When a famine devastated Bethlehem, Naomi and her husband sojourned in Moab. And there, their two sons married Moabite women. One was named Ruth and the other Orpah. After a decade, the three women, Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah, were left alone because their husbands had died. Naomi, in her grief, not only as a widow, but having two children die, decides to return to the land of Judah. Her daughter-in-laws, who are also grieving, tell her they will go with her to her home. Naomi tells her daughters-in-law she has nothing else to offer them, and they should return to their own mothers. One of the daughter-in-laws, Orpah, kisses Naomi goodbye, but Ruth says, no, I will stay with you. Ruth clung to her refusing to leave her side. And that is where we pick up in our text today, reading from Ruth 
chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. Listen for God's word. So Naomi said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I have to share that these past couple of weeks, as I've been prayerfully reflecting on preaching, on loving kindness, I've struggled a bit. There have been plenty of times when I have wondered if it is possible for loving kindness to overcome what feels dark. And this is me talking from a place of a whole lot of comfort and even privilege the despair and the violence and the continued isolation, the fear, political division, it's a lot. It's a lot for me, and I imagine for you, and I can't quite imagine how the marginalized and oppressed communities, with these challenges adding to an already hard life, things get compounded. Maybe you or someone you know is in a place of depression or despair or despondency or even disappointment. If I'm honest, I have felt a lack of loving kindness towards others recently. And so, as always, today I am preaching to myself as I need to be reminded of God's loving kindness. And I need a shot in the arm and a reminder that I am called as a follower of Christ to share this loving kindness with others, whether I feel like it or not, whether it's easy or not. So let's jump in. The Hebrew word, which means loving kindness, is hesed. It's also sometimes pronounced kesed, but for our purposes, I'll refer to it as hesed today. When hesed is used in scripture to describe God, it is used as a covenant term showing the relationship between God and God's people. It depicts God's loving, merciful, gracious, kind, good, and benevolent ways, God's unconditional love for us, which is beyond our comprehension. For example, the prophet Isaiah wrote, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, Yet my unfailing love, Hesed, for you will not be shaken. This is God's love for us, which cannot be shaken. But in the book of Ruth, the word Hesed shows up three times, but it is different than what we hear in Isaiah. It is not describing God's loving kindness in relationship with us, with humanity 
but instead it is used to describe the loving kindness of people toward each other, relationships. Here are three things to notice about this type of love in the book of Ruth. Hesed love is shown through actions. Hesed love or loving kindness is expressed primarily through actions rather than words or emotions. Hesed love, the second note in, in the book of Ruth, Hesed love expresses genuine concern for others. Hesed love cares about the needs of other people. True covenant faith is expressed by concern for the welfare of others. And three, Hesed love demonstrates strong devotion. Loving kindness is demonstrated through devotion that goes above and beyond what is expected. For example, Ruth broke from her family, her country, and faith to follow Naomi. She, in essence, devoted herself to a life of service to her mother-in-law rather than seek a better life for herself through a second marriage. We know, and our faith tells us, that we are in this covenant relationship with God, and it cannot be shaken. And as we noted in our baptism today, that is where our identity rests with God as our loving creator and sustainer. As human beings, we also long for commitment and connection to others. This is also how we know God, by how we give and receive loving kindness from one another. This week, I read an article in the paper about a 12-year-old boy whose mother posted on Facebook her sadness that her son didn't get any signatures in his yearbook. She shared how Brody, her son, had been bullied in school, and she said she was posting this note about no signatures in his yearbook to encourage parents to talk to their kids about showing kindness. Well, this Facebook post got noticed, first by some high school students in town who swiftly moved in and went to Brody's classroom to ask if they could sign his yearbook. Several of the high schoolers commented that they remember being bullied in middle school and the loneliness that they endured. They wanted to take action and help Brody out. Loving kindness. Brody had a jaw-dropping experience. The post that Brody's mom made continued to gain traction, and eventually the actor Paul Rudd, who is most recently known for his role as Ant-Man in the Marvel blockbuster film, Paul Rudd reached out to Brody via a FaceTime call. Brody was stunned. Rudd then sent a package, and it was an Ant-Man helmet that he had signed on the top to my good friend Brody for when he takes on the world. The note that was included with the helmet read, it was great talking to you the other day. It's important to remember that even when life is tough, that things get better. There are so many people that love you and think you're the coolest kid there is, me being one of them. 
I can't wait to see all of the amazing things you're going to accomplish, he wrote, signing as your pal, Paul. In a screenshot Brody's mother shared on Facebook, Brody had sent a follow-up text to Rudd, and he said, you're my favorite superhero. And the actor responded, you're mine. These are acts of loving kindness. Now, none of us might be like a famous actor that could turn a 12-year-old's world inside out, but we can be like the high schoolers who took action and showed loving kindness. What would it take for us to consider someone outside of our realm who we could show loving kindness to? Maybe to someone who we disagree with, or someone who irritates us, or someone who we disapprove of, or maybe to someone we know is on the outside and marginalized, and we would typically never dare to walk over there. What if we practiced acting out loving kindness, maybe suspending our disconnection and simply sharing an act of loving kindness? I wonder what would happen. I'm going to take a guess that not only will the person who we share with be enriched, like Brody, but what will happen is our hearts will expand, our faith will grow, and this experience will change us. Let's try it. Life is challenging these days, so what do we do? If you are like me, you are spending plenty of time being discouraged or disappointed or even sad. But what if we disrupt that behavior and focus on sharing some hesed, some loving kindness, and see how it is that it changes us and others and how we grow in love? So I invite you to think of a person, maybe even visualize what you might do. Feel free to call or email me as I will be inspired by your experience. I hope you will practice this, and I believe it will stretch us to go outside even of our comfort zone. A colleague shared with me this week, Jesus teaches us how to execute loving kindness. Jesus teaches us how to execute loving kindness. So we have been taught. Now let's go do it. As I say to my kids, I believe in you. And I do believe in you. Let's go practice some loving kindness. Amen.